When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is Cafe Mocha? Cafe Mocha is experts, celebrities. What's up? This is Belbit DeVoe. You're truly Idris Elba. This is Fantasia. This, this is Invo. This is India Ari. Oh, much more. All from a woman's perspective. What flavor are you, baby? This is Cafe Mocha. It's Cafe Mocha, Angelique, and yo, 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 yo. Yes, Angelique. What a party at. Girls, what the party at? I'm trying to figure out why I got to find out on the street that your fragrance is out and you're going to be at Neiman Marcus. Tell me everything. Well, it is not my fragrance. It is a fragrance that I have been loving for so long. It's the Harmonist. We are having an event at Neiman Marcus. It's fashion, fragrance, and 50 years of hip hop with your girl, Yo-Yo, Kit Capri. And we are going to have so many other celebrities hip-hop celebrities in the building. And it's in Paramus? This is in Neiman Marcus, Paramus, New Jersey. On the third floor, there's an RSVP. Those who are in the New York area that want to attend. I mean, we have the hip-hop museum is going to be in the building. They're setting up an exhibit. Neiman Marcus has brought up all of their fashion forward flavors of of hip-hop that represents hip-hop it's going to be in the building setting up these exhibits and you know it's going to be bubblies it's going to be small bites from downright delicious with yo-yo did i tell you about my cooking show all right let's go yes here. yes 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 you downright delicious with yo-yo <laughs> and it's yes. at um it's at even marcus at third the paramus. floor paramus new jersey March the 18th, 3 p.m. We can put the information up on our website. You can check Cafe Mocha on Instagram and find out all the other information. Just show up. I know, right? Just show up. (laughs) Just show up and show out. So many of my New York hip hop superstars are going to definitely be in the house. I know um, Do It All, who's one of the first mayors of New Jersey, hip hop mayors, is going to be in the building. We have um, Blacksmith doing photography, Kid Capri on the ones and twos, your girl Yo-Yo. We have the Hip Hop Museum that is opening the end of this month, going to be in the building, setting up an exhibit. We have um, Naughty by Nature representation. I mean, so many artists, Nikki D, so many people are going to be in the building, of course. And it's Neiman Marcus. This is a place when I was young, I didn't think I belonged. All right, right. And look at you now. Right. I mean, so many of us, they are really paying attention to hip hop, paying attention to their customers. And so this event is to invite everyone out so they could see what Nima Marcus has going on. Check out the Harmonist, one of the dopest perfumes, colognes that I wear out of Nima Marcus and get some bites and bubblies and kick it with some hip hop stars and celebrate hip hop. Yo, yo, Nima Marcus, the Harmonist. Yeah. I got to ask you, uh, switching the subject just drastically. Did you watch Chris Rock's special on Netflix? My God. So my girlfriend calls me up and she's like, yo, you have to watch Not what you're doing. <laughs> right. And and watch the Netflix special with Chris Rock. And so I'm watching it. I'm watching. I'm enjoying it. I can see a little bit of his jitteries. And I'm, you know, I'm like, uh-huh, laughing here, there. Ha, 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 ha. And then, you know, I'm like, oh, my goodness. He gets to 
the um, conversation about him and Will Smith. What did you think? Well, I think he had to say something. He couldn't just take the high road, period. Right. Um, He did things in a very Chris Rock kind of way. If it was somebody else, they would have gone in harder. I know Mm -hmm. a lot of people are upset at the fact that he went in as hard as he did. The fact that he talked about the entanglement. But the reality is they put that stuff out there. When you put stuff out there, when you personally put stuff out there, Mm -hmm. then you open yourself up to this kind of judgment. It's different when the tabloids do it or when it's rumor speculation. But when you take your platform and you use it to put this information out there, then it's all fair, uh, to be honest. I just don't like black men talking about women. Right. And that's the hard part. You know, know, his mother told him not to fight in front of white people, but your mother didn't tell you not to disrespect a black woman. Right. Your mom also said, don't be acting that way toward black women. I know she did. I'm just feeling like, you know, I understood his stance. I love Chris Rock. Of course, I admire Will Smith. And I mean, you know, one thing about this new era of media and people's business out in the street. It's just everyone feels like they have access to it. But I just feel like we need to protect the Black woman. We already have it so bad. It's Black Women's Month. I mean, for crying out loud, give us a break. In my Chris Rock voice. (laughs) (laughs) So listen, I went to the Essence brunch. It was beautiful. Was it the women's brunch? It was the Essence Black Women brunch. and. It was beautiful. I mean, I got a chance to see my girl Lonnie Love was in the building looking fabulous as always. And I just enjoyed seeing so many sisters in a room celebrating one another. It's such a warm, beautiful feeling, isn't it? It really was. I mean, I sat at the table of Amazon, uh, MC Light, Salt of Salt and Pepper, uh, Baby TT, which is a new artist, Um, baby Tay Tay. I hope I'm saying it right. She's a new artist and it was just a wonderful experience. And I really loved hearing all of the speeches. I mean, gave some amazing speeches in that room. It's not on TV. They don't air it, do they? It's just one of those little private events that you get an invitation to. And And it's so hard to get in. Mm -hmm, It is. They let me out front to do interviews once and Oprah was there. Wow. Yeah, I mean, Viola Davis was there. She gave an amazing speech. She talked about how hard it is for Black women, period, and making this last film she made. um, The Woman King. The Woman King, how difficult it was and how much, you know, how how much mess they gave them. But, you know, that's what makes a woman a warrior. And being that it's Women's Month, I think, you know, to celebrate how hard it really is in hip-hop, how hard it is in radio, how hard it is just you know, trying to push forward and get yourself past the um, brand of just being a woman. This is Cafe Mocha Angelique on the line. Study after study, they're all saying that the pandemic set kids back and virtual learning did not work, especially for younger kids. How bad is it? What can be done about it? How can we get them caught up? Joining us to talk about this is Javoris Hollingsworth. He is an educator and creator of the series Gracie's Corner. Javaris, how are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. So listen, I want to talk about Gracie's Corner and this huge problem that the little kids had 
uh, during the pandemic learning. But let's start with your personal story. You had a, a kid at home trying to do the virtual learning. Tell us about it. What happened and what inspired you to create Gracie's Corner? For me, it definitely was, you know, as a result of the pandemic, because, you know, being a college professor, usually I'm working on campus. And then, of course, my kids are learning at school. But during the pandemic, everybody grew closer, you know, even in even in this case where we didn't really have much of a choice. But all of us being at home at the same time, watching a lot of the same content. And in a lot of ways, YouTube was kind of like sometimes those occasional babysitters for you, you know, when you had to tackle something. but one of the things that stood out to me, though, with a lot of the content was just that lack of representation. There were very few uh, channels and content in general that just had children of color in the forefront. Usually I saw them where they would be kind of like, you know, an afterthought or kind of like a background character. But right. I just noticed it just stood out to me like, man, there's not really many characters that look like my kids. And I feel like that representation is extremely important. So tell us um, about Gracie's Corner. What is it? How does it work? So it's a kids YouTube channel that we created uh, in June of 2020. And it it was really created out of uh, just that observation of a need that was that was necessary to be fulfilled. And that that need was uh, having uh, children's content in the entertainment space that had positive representation of children of color. Um, so of course the, the channel itself is based on my daughter, Gracie, um, at the time she was seven when we first created the channel, but she, of course she's now 10, mm-hmm. but, uh, it's been awesome to see her growth along with the channel, uh, throughout this process, watching her gain more confidence and just, um, I don't know, just watching her blossom has been amazing. So let me ask you this. You know, I started this talking about the kids falling behind. Did you find, mm-hmm. did you see that your children, how I know um, Gracie was seven, but you said mm-hmm. children. So did you find that your kids mm-hmm. at home were falling behind? Yeah, I, we did notice like some areas where, um, because they were trying to, they had the teachers basically trying to teach, you know, remotely. And I think, uh, it got to a point where it was really kind of crazy for them because they had a teacher, the teacher was trying to teach remotely, but then they had the other half of the kids that were in the classroom. So that was their way of limiting the number of students in the classroom at a single time to kind of, you know, with the whole social distancing piece. But as a result of that, I think it really made the teacher's jobs um, so much harder because now they're trying to manage the kids that they had in the classroom plus manage the kids that were at their homes learning. So it was really difficult. And I think, um, although it wasn't intentional, there were some, you know, holes in the education uh, or the experience period that my my kids were having uh, from that experience. And were you at all surprised by this finding that, you know, the kids were falling behind? No, honestly, I wasn't too surprised by it. Um, I mean, I still tip my hat off uh, to the teachers for even trying to um, make the necessary adjustments to try to pretty much survive that, that period because um, mm-hmm. for a lot of people and I, I'm speaking too as a professor at the time like it's it was it caught us off guard and then um, I remember administrators coming and trying to come up with all these uh, ways to try to you know address the issue and still make sure that the learning process continues but 
it it was it was hard. And I think there's still some teachers who, you know, still try to struggle with it because all of the holes and things that occurred during that period. Now people are trying to play catch up and trying yeah. to address some of those issues that occurred during that time. So it's yeah, it's been it's been quite <laughs> quite a thing to see. For you as a college professor, I mean, I remember being pretty independent in college. Did your kids mm-hmm. do okay? I mean, but you said you teach chemistry. I didn't take that class. Yeah. So my, my students, believe it or not, I actually saw an issue with them as well. Um, the reason I say, say that is because it wasn't necessarily that during that time um, when the teaching was taking place that I noticed it, but it really stood out to me after the, you know, after everyone started coming back, because mm-hmm. we had a lot of students who, like, for instance, their, their senior year in, in high school, uh, when they tried to, when they made that move to college, it, it wasn't a smooth transition because they missed out on a lot of different pieces that would have been essential to help them with that, that transition. So, right. you know, and then it was just kind of like, I think it's just been like a domino effect. It, it had quite a toll um, across the board, I think. Yeah, they said that uh, especially the juniors and seniors who had sort of mm-hmm. two years down that that they weren't quite ready for college yet. It's been a bit of a mess. Uh, but for mm-hmm. the little kids, uh, we have this fun learning tool, Gracie's Corner. When people log mm-hmm. on to Gracie's Corner TV, so you put this out. Take us back. You put this out. You put the first video up. What was the first video you put up? You remember? I think the very yeah, the very first one was Old McDonald. So what we were doing were we were taking a lot of the the a lot of the fun kids nursery rhymes and we were putting our own little spin on it where we were incorporating hip hop, Afrobeats, uh second line, go go music, like <laughs> pretty much really embodying embodying uh our culture and making right. our content culturally relevant. But yeah, um, you know, with old McDonald introducing animal sounds to the kids, you know, what sound does the cow make and the pig and all that fun stuff. And then um, we end up branching out to, you know, uh, demonstrating numbers, counting um, letters, and then also uh, positive words of affirmation, you know, making sure that our children understand that, you know, they're smart, they're beautiful. and then also a song about loving your hair, making sure mm-hmm. that they understand that, you know, despite what society said their hair is supposed to look like, their natural hair is beautiful. You know what I mean? Like, so that, that getting that type of messaging, um, I felt was very critical just because, yeah. you know, sometimes, um, and this is information I learned from my wife to her being a, a psychologist that um, compared to, you know, other children, uh, a lot of times children of color don't receive um, nearly as many positive words of affirmation. And I think mm-hmm. that really does play a, a role and in, in how our kids see themselves and even their outlook. So just kind of in, instilling this positivity into them and making sure that they realize how special they are. I think that really does play a, a big role on Can how they we- move forward. I wish your wife, Arlene, was here mm-hmm. so we could go deeper into that. But maybe you can help. I remember yeah. being 
a shy little, you know, ugly kid. I was an ugly kid in the family and shy and I didn't have the pretty hair. And I just remember all the time my mom trying to pull me out and doing the affirmations with me. You're, you're, you're Mm -hmm. pretty, you're smart, you're this. Mm -hmm. Is she saying that we're not getting those affirmations from our parents, that we're not getting it from society, that we're not like subliminally getting it from television, or is it all of that? I, I honestly, based on how she explained it to me, I would say that it's all of that, especially the part that kind of caught me off guard was that a lot of it, you know, really stems from at home as well, like uh, hearing the parents say certain uh, things. And I don't know the, the historical you know, rationale behind why, you know, why uh, as a as a culture that we don't present these positive words as much compared to, you know, others, but the impact is definitely uh, seen. So we, we, we try to in, infuse it even into the music that we're, we're creating so that it's like, yeah, you're, you're jamming and you're enjoying the music, but at the same time, you're, you're digesting something positive. That's interesting. So we don't even get it from our parents. I wonder why, you know, I wonder why. So I want to go back to that first video. Oh, McDonald, you put it up on YouTube. You, you post Mm -hmm. it out on Facebook and wherever else. And then what happens? How's it go viral? When do you realize, Oh my gosh, this is taking off. So the old McDonald, honestly, back in those days, most of our viewers were pretty much my relatives, like my, my mom and probably some cousins that would watch our video. So it was crazy watching that um, then because I think we would get maybe, if we were lucky, four or 500 views per month. Okay. Um, but then I think what really happened was um, people posting on TikTok and uh, a lot of viral moments happening there where parents were watching the, the videos and then having this moment like, whoa, wait a minute. <laughs> and, then, and then when that would happen uh, and they were showing it, then a lot of things just started kind of spreading like wildfire where um, wait, everyone just kind of started catching on. But that, that didn't happen, honestly, until this year. So somebody, so somebody found your video and they were reacting on TikTok? So it was a TikTok? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, TikTok was... Yeah, TikTok was a huge, huge piece. I think, honestly, uh, on TikTok, our music has probably been viewed or played or repeated probably, I think, over a billion times. So it's, Get out of it's, here. Yeah. You're not a professor yeah, that, anymore. No. Uh, it, it, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it, it's it's been crazy to kind of see that. because. Yeah, because it's it's been completely organic where um, we, we, I don't know, it wasn't, we didn't know it was going to do the way it it did. Like we we knew that it was important to try to create something that our kids could enjoy, relate to, and uh, also learn at the same time. But I think other parents and uh, have also realized that and kind of have really latched onto it and we've been just extremely grateful for that support because like I said um, when we first started like back when we made O McDonald probably having four or five hundred views per month to now I think we're averaging over 80 million views per month so it's it's wow. quite the, quite the growth yeah 
I mean, I'm not even going to ask what kind of money that's generating because the man yeah. has left his job <laughs> as a professor. So that pretty much says it all. Tenure, yeah. whatever. <laughs> yeah, it, it ended up pulling me out of the, out of uh, work just because it was a tough decision at first because, mm-hmm. you know, when you're in the classroom, you get to see the impact that you're having on a student where they come in that first day not knowing much about a subject, in my case, chemistry. Mm-hmm. And then by the end of the semester, like these little experts. And so it's really cool to kind of help with that development and growth. And then um, kind of seeing them just continue to flourish after that. But then with the, the Gracie's Corner channel, also watching, like looking at social media and seeing uh, our little black and brown babies, like learning, having fun and mm-hmm. the families and too, just, you know, really enjoying the content seeing that impact on a global scale, it was kind of easy for me to see like, okay, I see the impact I have in the classroom, but look at this impact that we have, uh, All over. you know, worldwide. So then it was kind of like, okay, this is the path. I'm just going to focus on this. And yeah, ever since I've been, yeah, I'm so committed to it. Beautiful. Javaris Hollingsworth. Mm-hmm. The project is called Gracie's Corner TV. It's everywhere. So just go find it and share with your little ones. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Here's your dose of espresso. Strong, hot news now. This is the Espresso. I'm Angelique. Newark, New Jersey just replaced their Christopher Columbus statue with one of Harriet Tubman. Queen Latifah was there to cut the ribbon. I hope they take away renewed strength, inspiration, humanity, compassion. You know, what what Harriet Tubman did was about freedom. And is Senator Elizabeth Warren feeling some kind of way about Biden and Harris running together in 2024? I've known Kamala for a long time. I like Kamala. But they need, they have to be a team. And my sense is they are. I don't mean that by suggesting I think there are any problems. I think they are. And finally, Bel Air is back. The man behind the idea talks about why the Fresh Prince makes such a good drama. There were a lot of really serious moments and subtext in that show that was just kind of played for comedy. But Mm. if you really examine those moments, there's a very real dramatic side to those moments. Season two of Bel Air streaming on Peacock. That's the espresso. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's Cafe Mocha. It's Cafe Mocha. Angelique, yo, yo, on the line is Angie Stone, the mm, newlywed. You fried on up. I'm going to funk you. Fried on up. I'm going to funk you up. Fried on up. I'm going to funk you. Fried on up. Hey. <laughs> Hello, Miss Angie. you remember that old song? Heck yeah. Listen. We still got hey, it on y'all. extended vinyl. What you talking about? Right. Listen. I'm just messing with you. This is one of the queens of hip hop. I would not be who I am without her. A lot of people know her as a R&B diva and R&B sensation. I know her from funk, you ride on up. I'm on a funk, you ride on up. Sequence, 
Oh my Angie goodness. Stone. People mm. don't know that you are a hip hop diva, a hip hop queen. One of but the people first. know people know Angie. People know B. Angie B. You know, yeah. I, I before I was Angie Stone, I was Angie B. Mm. Even though they tried to do B Angie B and all these other things, that is synonymous for hip hop. The B was the boss. So at the end of the Come day, on, we had we had fun back in the day, and it was you know it was a legendary time for us all. I'm, I was just doing an interview for Showtime and just telling people, letting everybody know that we all are so important to the history of hip hop. Yes. Every last one of us uh, that participated in this uh, iconic move um, in the history today. So I'm just grateful that God chose me to be a part of that. Well, and I'm, I'm thankful to you, Yo-Yo. And uh, you're welcome, sweetheart. And I want to say thank you because without you, uh, Moni Love, Queen Latifah, um, you know, MC Light, Salt and Pepper, without all of the queens of hip hop, we would not still have the legacy that we have as females. Uh, shout out to Miss Lauren Hill, who yes. took the sequence brand of rapping and singing on to the next level. And I'm just overwhelmed. I'm just overwhelmed that we we were, you know, a small part of that um I would argue. I would argue. I would argue that the, too. Yes. Yeah. A big part. A big part. You're the first, you're the first yes. female rapper that any of us ever heard that I ever Well, you heard. know, you, you know, I know, but you know, and I'm I can say this to Yo-Yo because Yo-Yo, we go all the way back, sweetheart. And the a thing uh that is crazy for me is we're from I'm from South Carolina, Yo-Yo's from California. And we've all had to taste the slice of New York and yes. New Jersey. I'm um, feeling like that is the home of hip hop, which we know they have a lot of a uh, culture there. And we take our hats off to it because they took everything to the next level. But, yes. you know, when God created this thing, he created it unanimously across the world. And we were just quite uh, a few of the ones that he chose to be a part of that whole army of hip hop. And I'm just so grateful that especially you uh, all remember that we did have a couple of things that we did contribute. And I'm just grateful that you guys remember because for 45 years and we have kind of been overlooked a lot. And um, the girls, my partners are Blondie and Cheryl. Mm -hmm. uh, Over 40 years have been heartbroken. And I think it's Mm -hmm. because we never take uh, flowers away from our sisters because at the end of the day, we are all part of the same tree and we have to remember that at all times. We're talking so, to Angie Stone is Cafe Mocha. Go ahead, Yo-Yo. And it's so, it's so dope that you say that, Angie, because it really, it really matters. And we really don't know like when you start in it, you are just trying to get done. You're just trying to be heard. Yeah. You just want to be seen. And you really don't know how to. Who's the first? You don't and, know. And, and, you, and it doesn't even matter who's the first. What, you, what it matters doesn't. is the history. It's the history. And, what and, you've contributed. It, it, mm-hmm. the, the history and, and, matters. <laughs> and when you go back and you learn your history and you want to Thank you. understand who has lined it up for us? Like I can't be great without you. I always mention your name, and I didn't I even love realize. You, Thank you. I didn't even realize it was you when I first started. I didn't realize. I know, it was you. Uh, and, and I and I have to. I know. You know why I have to tell people all the time. You know, people say, "Well, did you forget your girls? Why'd you get out here?" Let me tell you something. When I became an R&B star, I was already thirty 
years old. And I was told by Clive Davis and my team at Arista, do not mention, I had a gag order about mentioning hip hop because it didn't want to age me. I was blessed enough to still look young. And so as a result, they did not want the hip hop era to age me because at that point I started in 79. And if I wanted a career as a singer, then I had to be quiet, keep my mouth shut and do what I was told. Uh, Of course, as I became as I became more and more famous, I began to do hip hop on my live shows and people then knew, Oh, wait a minute. This is the same girl that did funk you up. So it was, it was, it was pretty much shut up and do your job. And for me being a single young mother, uh, trying to survive in an industry that was male dominated, I had to do as I was told, but it never meant that I forgot my humble beginnings. I remember asking Sylvia Robinson, can I rap and sing? Because I knew that one day I would grow up and I wanted to sing. So my singing, God said, your gift will make room for you. And I was able to come back and address hip hop from the right angle. So when Missy came and when all these people came that had the ability to sing, I was so grateful. I remember Queen Latifah, you know, loving Angie Stone or Angie Bean. I remember her saying, please, Angie, come help me. And I was there to encourage her to let her know, hey, you're a dope singer. You don't have to hide behind just being a rapper. And I was there as a support system. I didn't care who was first or second or third. I just wanted to be there to make sure that we all stayed on top. And as a result, I think I was expecting people to remember all those things and as we get older, you know, my birthday was yesterday. I turned 61. So to start at 17 and to still be in this business and still be relevant in this business and have to deal with the uh, the pressure of people still not knowing that, hey, you did, you made Cashbox. You were the first, uh, one of the first rap female artists to make Billboard, to make Cashbox, to actually make a 12-inch record, you know, to explain that to a young uh, audience that don't could care less, it, it, it's hard, but it you know it hurts me because as women, yeah. I expect for all of us to have each other's back, that's and right. I, that's why I just I commend you, Yo Yo, because Cheryl Pearl and Blondie, who are yes, very much so like nice. me, is very is it, very heartbreaking for them to you know I went on to become a. a a successful singer. Well, for people that that's all that they have under their belt, they want to be able to smell their roses while they're alive. Acknowledged, yes. yes. Mm-hmm. So well, my, my head is off to you, Missy Elliott, all of the people that never forget that we did do uh, a little something to make a, a difference. Thank you. A big something. In okay. <laughs> Thank you. What do you think of today's female rappers? Because I think, you know, for a time, mm-hmm, there mm-hmm. wasn't a lot going on with female rappers. It felt like there were only a couple of sprinkles here and there. Now it feels like not only are they there, but they're number one on the chart and everybody knows them. And they're hosting Saturday Night yeah. Live and like stuff is happening for real. Politicking. Yeah, I, I, my head is off to all of the females that are doing their thing. And uh, unlike uh, yo, yo, myself, and and the crew from back in the day, uh, we didn't have to use uh, things to to lure you in. It was the fun of it all. It was the lyrics. It was the challenging, you know, the friendly competition. All the things that kind of kept us 
you know, kept the juices rolling. I am a little disappointed that, you know, we have to, that sex sells so much that we have to use the prowess of, of our sex appeal to say, hey, oh, wow, look at me. You know what I mean? It's not about look at me. It's like, listen to me. Say something that means something that makes a difference so that people, you know, like when, when Lil' Kim spits or when, when Queen Latifah them spit, you know, they're talking. They're talking a lot of mess, but guess what? They can back it up. And my thing is, these girls now, it's just like, if you ain't got the uh, the booty shots or the breast shots and the, everything else that goes along with the language, then you're, not, you're irrelevant. It bothers me that, you know, one day that too will play out and then what? You, your craft have to be able to carry you. It's so hard to really speak your truth when it comes to that. When people mm-hmm. ask me all the time, like, what do you feel about the new artists that are coming up? You know, I'm very careful mm-hmm. with my words. I'm very, because I know I you are. ever discredit women, but I, I get exactly what you're saying because I always think like you're saying how you had to come in. You started out one way and then you had to pivot and you had to do something different. The fact that we can acknowledge those who have come before us and we hear their story because history has to be told in order for us to even understand what we've been through. Sometimes when women go through stuff in the industry, I always feel like, wow, I wish I could just have a conversation with them. I I want them to know that I understand exactly what they're going through, exactly where they are. And I wish I could have a conversation with them. Um, But sometimes they Mm -hmm. don't want to hear us. But hearing interviews, having conversation with legends who have paved the way, I think it opens up the door for bigger conversations. And when they hear these conversations conversations that they don't want to have, they kind of get some kind of understanding without speaking it. Yeah, it's funny that you say that because I get more uh, from the legends that started out with me. Like, Shaw Rock reaches out for me on a regular. People that know the history, they reach out because every time we take a hit, they take a hit. Because it's just like, you know, I I went to a thing last week with uh, LL Cool J, I think the 50th anniversary of hip hop. And they was like, Andrew, you have to come, you have to come. And I'm like, oh, I never get invited, so let me go. But I was just... I, I was just so uh, happy that I went because when I went, the first leg of the show was when they honored all of the legends uh, that started before the 10-year period when Salt and Pepper and the crew stopped. And we were the only female group in the lineup. So it was like they wanted me to see, hey, we did not forget. And Curtis Blow says, I will not allow you all to forget these women because before there was a tour, yo, yo, I don't know whether you know this or not, but before there was a hip-hop tour, Sequence went on the road. We went out with the the Barcades, the OJs, the Gap Band, Parliament Funkadelic, Confunction. There was no hip-hop tour. The only, I mean, Funky Up was so big, it was out at the time that those were the big records. And we had to tour with those cats until we started writing for the Chigil Gang. We ended up writing Ace Wonder, Apache, and all of these other songs, uh, for the Sugar Hill Gang, and a lot of people don't know that. And we were also the West Street Mob. So when we started doing that, then the birth of the hip-hop tour came into light. And as a result, the uh, Funky Four Plus More, one more uh, uh, Furious Side, all of them were, we were able to put together a hip-hop tour. And as a result, that was the first hip-hop tour. But until then, there was no hip-hop tour. It was just us and the rest of the R&B cast. And we would go out do that one song and tear the place down. So I'm just telling you, before before it became a hip-hop nation, we were out there like solo grinding it 
with all of these big R&B stars. And it was okay because we were kids and we were having a blast. So when I sit back and I think about that, I'm like, how can you guys forget that? But I say, you know what? They can't remember it because they weren't there. Cafe Mocha, we're talking to Angie Stone. Uh, Angie, I of course, we <laughs> always want to talk to you about the history of hip-hop, but we invited you to congratulate you on your wedding and turning six I to know. one. So tell us about yes, yes, this, I just, this wedding. Yes, I just got married. <laughs> I got married on November the 12th. Thank you, sweetheart. Listen, I've been so busy working and grinding that I forgot about living and loving. And uh, when I decided that, okay, I'm going to do this, I ran into someone I went to grammar school with, elementary, uh, middle school, and high school, and we knew right away, hey, how have you been? I've been finding out blessed to marry a man that was from my hometown. Um, uh, His name is Benjamin Wirtz, and I have to tell you, he is such a gentleman. He said God uh, allowed him to wait for his wife. And I have to tell you, I'm in a place I've never been before, you know, because I've been independent all my life. But I can tell you this. I am having the time of my life. It's like things. God gave me a second chance. I'm about to drop a new record. Um, I just signed a new deal, got a new husband and a whole new, you know, regime. I got a new TV show that I'm working on that uh, I actually created called House of Flame that I'm co-hosting with uh, Music Soul Child. So it's a lot of good things happening, and I'm pushing the narrative of my foundation, which is called Angel Stripes, where I really support and love on the senior citizens. So I'm really in a what great do do? space. What do you do with that, Angie? With my, with my senior citizens? Well, yes. first, uh, the first thing that I got with them is I took them out to vote, vote back when Barack Obama was running. That was my first initiative to pull together a lot of the senior citizens. I got car services, and I went around to every senior citizen home I could find and took them to the polls to vote. Then I started giving them uh uh, Thanksgiving meals and setting up family visits for a lot of the uh, senior citizens that don't have family. And because there used to be a thing years ago called Candy Stripes, I patterned my business at the Candy Stripes. And Angel Stripes is a bunch of young people who need to learn about compassion and loving on the elderly because we will get there one day. And what we do is we put together, I just did a big thing uh, right after my wedding uh, where we did a giveaway. I did a performance for them for free. And then I just gave them all love and gifts. And it's what I do. Um, this summer, I plan on taking them out to the parks to play bingo, to the movies and different things. And just sitting there making sure that they live, doing their hair, painting their nails, do whatever it's going to take for them to remember that we love you. And we love you, Angie. Make sure that when your show, uh, you know, when it starts airing, you got to come back and and give us everything, okay? Tell us everything. Absolutely. Absolutely. Don't worry. I'll be calling on you guys shortly. Look, I ain't put this many years in to forget my humble beginning. So I thank you all. I wish you continued success, and I will always be here if you need me. And yo, yo, for me to you, I love you. I appreciate you. I thank you and all your hip-hop prowess. Please let all of my sisters know that I am so proud of them, and we love them. Anyway, we got to keep each other lifted. Yep, okay. I love you. I love you. I love your inspiration. I love what you've done in music. I love what you've done as a woman. I've loved what you've done as a mother. I love what you've done Thank as you, a friend. Huh? I love the fact that you, you have have contributed. You 
you've made a blend of 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 what you were to who you are now, which is very hard Thank to you. do in this industry. A lot of people don't know yes. it's hard to blend and come into right. the new, being a part of something so young and being a woman in this industry. A lot of people don't understand it's hard. This is a man's field. It this is. is a man's world. But for you to stand so strong in the songs you've made that has contributed <laughs> to women, and your growth as a woman, as a single mother, as a legendary artist in this industry, we congratulate you, Cafe Mocha. Thank you so much. You no know, radio for women of color, number right. one radio syndicated radio for women of color. We okay. We pull our hats off to you and show you all the love you deserve. Thank you so much, and like I said, continued success. And I look forward to what the future is bringing to us all. Thank you, and God bless. You both. Bless you as well. Thank you, Angie. Thank you. I love you. All right, y'all. Love y'all. I love you. Thank you. We're promoting you all over. All right, babe. That's the show. To get the full show, subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts or follow us on all platforms at Cafe Mocha Radio. Cafe Mocha is a production of Miles Ahead Broadcasting in partnership with Compass Media. Executive producer Sheila Eldridge. For comments, booking, or more information, visit CafeMochaRadio.com.